0: In the Pixar film Ratatouille, fictional food critic Anton Ego says, In many ways, the work of a critic is easy. We risk very little, yet enjoy a position over those who offer up their work and their selves to our judgment. End quote. For years, film, theater, and cultural critics have been part and parcel of newspapers and online publications. Jesse Green... Roger Ebert, and Michael Riedel come to mind as giants of this specific brand of journalism. But while their jobs have been important to the development of journalistic writing on cultural phenomena, why do they do it? In this episode, I sit down with arts and entertainment reporter and Oracle film critic Ethan Herman to discuss his thoughts on critical analysis and why it is an important part of journalism. Brief content warning: Some of the films Ethan and I discuss contain heavy subjects such as mental illness and suicide.
1: My name is Ethan Herman. I am a reporter for the Oracle. I am a second-year student at Hamlin, a psychology major because I'd like to be a therapist if everything works out. Um, At the Oracle, I typically do well. You can call them opinion pieces. You can call them movie reviews. You can call it pretentious garbage call it whatever you like but um what type of things i write what do i do what is a writer um
0: well esoteric very esoteric
1: (laughs) (laughs) i did ask my question that my myself that question a lot before i got here like why why am i a writer why what value is there to like you know i saw the question that was like something along the lines of um why are you a writer for the oracle i don't know why is anyone a writer we all have we all are like uh i don't know critics we all analyze everything all of the time, so it's like why is my th- why why do my thoughts and my opinions have any more value than anyone else's and the answer is it doesn't the the fact of the matter is that I was just giving like an outlet or like a platform to speak, and anybody could do my job and they do do it all of the time because we're all sharing opinions and we're all sharing thoughts and we're all criticizing something, whether it be movies, whether it be like each other, whether it be something in a social or uh, educational or whatever environment. And anybody could do my job because everyone has inevitably will have someone who would want to listen to them. There's an audience for everything and everybody. Um, but uh, for my movie reviews specifically, I guess I, I'm of the mindset that with experience, there will inevitably be expression. And with expression, there will inevitably be. Uh, criticism of the expression i'm really glad you said earlier that you can like cut out pauses <laughs> because i have it like this concept in my mind and i want to express it but it's like i think not to spoil one of your later questions but you you ask something along the lines of like um, why is criticism important and uh, i think this sort of or film criticism or criticism in general important in journalism and i think this kind of uh is maybe not the crux, but it's, it's one of my main motivators when I write is sharing expression, because criticism is also expression. Roger, I think it was Roger Ebert who said that um, movies are empathy machines, and uh, he's right, but storytelling in general is like a generator for empathy, because it's sharing stories and sharing experiences in a way that can teach or uh, express or whatever. This is completely banal to say, but it's, it's just uh, the fact of the matter is that um, storytelling can sort of give us perspectives and give us sort of vicarious experiences and things that we would never understand otherwise. So uh, not to say that if you watch a movie now, you completely understand this person's experience. No, that's not that may not be the case, but you will understand their experience a little bit better. And I think that's where the value lies. When I write, I I, I have ideas that I want to share. Like uh, I, I've written about uh, mental health issues. I've written about uh, suicide. I've written about domestic abuse and I've written about uh, finding love. Things that uh, maybe not everyone can relate to. Everyone can probably relate to the finding love. But uh, there are things that uh, are very important to me and very authentic and um to me i feel like i would like to share topics that resonated with me and hopefully they'll resonate with other people because that's the whole point of of storytelling um at least in my eyes it's not necessarily movies that that i'm interested in in talking about in my reviews that's like an easy outlet or an easy what, what's something you would say that like you can use it to talk about something like, what would you...
0: It's, like, a good... Um, oh, well, that's a really hard question, yeah. Like, that, that concept of it's a way for you to frame, like, a conversation. Right, it's like a frame. Something.
1: It's, like, a, like... It It gives me parameters to have, like, a... I don't want to say, it, like, it, it, it like... It's not as much about specificity. It's more about, like, if I have a topic, like, like suicide or a topic like um domestic abuse Mm. i i would rather not just write about those specifically because or write about those directly because i feel like there are are other people who are way more credible in those fields to talk about it but um I, i think if i use movies as a way to relate to like if if i can share a movie that that focuses on a certain concept then people can use the movie as sort of like an example or, again, that uh, that vicarious experience to understand it a little bit better. And then if I talk about the, the thematic idea, then it'll be like an additive or like um, just a way for people to... It's just to create discourse, really. Um, I definitely don't think that my... Obviously, if I did think that my my writing was objectively correct, then there would be problems with me that we, we would need to assess. Um, I actually have a
0: question for you. Right, then, okay. if we're gonna, It's interesting to me that you say that, you know, the reason why you're interested in doing these reviews and interested in, in reviewing and critiquing and, uh, you know, looking at films and media through that lens right. to frame it as a way to have a wider conversation about something you can relate to and that you hopefully you know, other people can relate to. It's interesting to me to hear that because so often I've heard that a number of critics, uh, take the approach of, well, I saw the piece and I can talk about the ideas. And really, at the end of the day, my job is to say, should people go see this or should people not go see this? They have so fixated on the, well, I'm somebody who studied film or I have somebody who studied history of film and cinema and theater and books. So I objectively can tell people when something is good and when something is bad. But that's not how you've explained how you take your approach to it. Right.
1: I, I am never of the mindset that I have, like, well, for one, obviously everybody has, has different tastes and everybody has different things that they enjoy and everyone has different reactions to and experiences with art because that's just, that's what, why, so that's why art is so cool is because everyone can have their own relationship to it. So, like, I'm not going to say don't go out and watch Avengers Endgame because. I didn't get anything out of it. I did get something out of it. It was fun, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to say don't watch this because it's not real art. It's not real movies. It's a. I know people have the the whole talk about it. it's a it's a movie like it's like a theme park or something amusement park, um, and I think that's totally fine. If uh, I mean, I think there there is sort of a relationship between entertainment and art, and um, there doesn't really need to be a like divider between the two because really at the end of the day um the audience is the consumer that's what creates the the product but um i think there's always a place for both art and entertainment um i i uh, have always sort of had trouble recommending movies because again there's that that fact of everybody has different relationships to art and everyone experiences art differently and some things just aren't going to resonate with people um so i i think a much more authentic way for me to talk about movies which is something that i love uh is to just be honest about my own experience with it and not to say whether or not you should watch a movie because honestly like there are a few movies i've talked about where the subject matter is i think very important where the like the the topics that i've covered i just really felt as though i needed to talk about it um the movies itself i don't think i would recommend to people in full honesty Mm. even if i like them i'm thinking of ending things is a fantastic movie i don't think i would recommend it to anybody but um i i think it's it is one of my, my favorite articles though that i've written
0: A thing that I was wondering about is, you know, when you write your film reviews and when you're doing film criticism, there doesn't seem, and this is not like a, there doesn't seem to be like a pattern, but like you choose interesting different genres of films and different things to view and different topics in which they handle. And some of them are like timely, like the movies just come out and you're covering something that just came out. And sometimes it's retrospectives of, well, here's a film I really do enjoy. And I think that it's a really good thing to talk about right now. And I guess that makes, like, for, for me, you know, and just a reader looking at it going, okay, well, it's interesting. He covers different films, and sometimes they're timely, and sometimes they're retrospectives. But now hearing you say that the reason why you do film critiquing and the reason why you do these film reviews is to frame a conversation that you think is important, right. it makes a lot more sense that why you would choose some films and why you would, choo- why you would choose to say, I like this film a lot. I'm not going to do a review of it anytime soon. And I would, I would make the
1: argument, too, that uh, certain movies can always be timely, like even if they're not in the cultural, like, you know, uh, pop culture conversation. Yeah, like in but, the zeitgeist right now. Um, I, I think that it, it's a really good question because uh, I, I have talked about that a lot with my um, editor because uh, obviously we are a, a publication, so we want people to... Like click on on the article, and they're much more likely to click on an article that they'll recognize. So, like, if I write about the new Spider Man movie when that comes out, then we'll probably get more clicks on it. But uh, I I'm not I, I would love to talk about more current movies, and I've I've had there there are multiple reasons why I don't always. Sometimes I I I have a really important thing to say about a movie, or at least it feels really important. I really want to talk about it. But then I choose not to because of whatever reason. For example, like um, when the movie Last Black Man in San Francisco came out or when the movie Judas and the Black Messiah came out, there were, there were concepts and topics in that movie that I thought were very important and, and there were very poignant messages that I thought were were at least I wanted to relay that to other people. But I, I I chose not to not because I thought that it wouldn't get me like clicks or it wouldn't like be interesting to people because they are, definitely are interesting and they definitely are uh, relevant still even though they're uh, well one of them is a uh, historical um, retelling and the other one is sort of a uh, hyper specific. Uh, sort of analysis of gentrification in San Francisco. Mm. Um, I chose not to write about those movies because I felt as though it wasn't my place to add to an already oversaturated discourse by talking over people who had much more of a, of a relationship with the topics or much... I, I felt it would be disingenuous for me to talk about it, even though they, they are topics that I I can say I feel like I understand what's going on. In reality, I don't. And I want to maintain authenticity in my writing. So I will talk about things that I I can understand or relate to.
0: Well, that's interesting too because I think, and I think maybe this we can talk about this then, is that that's so, I wouldn't say antithetical, but it is very different to the way that like a hard news reporter will write there are even other people who are in any e sections, right? Like you get an assignment and it says, okay, you have to go see this theater thing right. or you have to go to the gallery opening and you have to write that story regardless of whatever you personally feel about or how you feel about how you can go about writing about this. And what you're saying is, is that because film uh, criticism and film reviewing is so in between, Oh, it's an event and it's also, you know, opinion that you're picking what films you can write about, and you have the freedom to do right. so, too.
1: That's one of the things I love about The Oracle, too, is I have sort of a, a comfortability with what I'm able to write because I, as much as I love writing, I don't really consider myself to be a writer because I feel like everybody, again, makes... Uh, every, everyone criticizes and everyone uh, analyzes all the time, so um, I, I feel like anyone could... Do just as good of a job as me in my position. Not to say that I want to lose my job. So, um, <laughs> I like, I like, I like my job. Um, but I think anybody could do it because everyone has opinions that are like equally valid and equally important. Or uh, everyone has ideas that that um, should be heard.
0: Oh man, I completely lost what I was gonna say, and it was probably something really good too. We're talking about film criticism, but I think that that might not be the most apt way to describe what you do, right? I think it might be I think kind of the work you do between reading and between the conversation we've just had, I think a lot of what you do is like cultural criticism, oh, yeah, but using sure. the like using the frame of of media to do it. Like you're doing like a lot of pop anthropology work, but it's through the the lens and the frame of of media, right.
1: And that's not to like, discount um the movies themselves either um because i i i sort of want to find a balance because again i i don't feel as though credibility wise i'm not an expert on either it's just uh, like a like trying to find the word it's i want to find a balance in act because there are things i want to talk about and in, and in, and both movies and uh, like social criticism, um, because like I, I think one of one of the the issues with uh, obviously <laughs> most people look at movie critics as ah they they hate movies and oh man they're they're ruining things that I like or or whatever and I think that is kind of uh, an issue with some critics but I think criticism. And uh, not just film criticism, but criticism in general is is very important as a way to improve whatever it is you're criticizing. Without criticism, I think that you're, you're stuck in a sort of like, I don't know, uh, anti-progression. I think the, <laughs> the death of creativity and the death of art is the inability to to be criticized or, or to... Uh, or, or to improve like I, I think it when you see directors or or writers that sort of like you know fell off um, they they ha- they start off making like spectacular movies and and then all of a sudden now they're making dud after dud it's because when you when you get to a point where you're so you know like well known and so at least popular or whatever it is like, you work for someone like Steven Spielberg, you're not going to criticize this guy. We work for someone like Scorsese, you're not going to criticize this guy. And I think that's sort of an issue because now they're not going to improve anymore. And they're just going to be trapped where they're at. I, I, I think it's, it's a huge problem that some people are sort of afraid of criticism because I think we should also be learning how to self criticize as a way to self improve. Like, uh, even in my own writing, uh, I don't, you can cut this part. I just want to say this, but I'm, (laughs) uh, I'm writing my own movie right now. And the thing I'm looking for right now is actually criticism. Like I want people to read my movie and be honest with me, but obviously I, we're friends. So there, there's going to be some biases. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the social criticism and film criticism are again, um, sort of, I wouldn't say synonymous but there is a lot of overlap in them because, again, film, as pretentious as it sounds, almost is social and life because it's an expression of it. Without, ex- without experiences, there wouldn't be expression.
0: It's interesting to see the decline of film and theater critics. What, that, what does that say to, I guess, not only as somebody who's working in film criticism and, and social criticism, but also as somebody who has been talking about this idea of we need criticism we need people to be critical we need people starting conversations based around critical analysis
1: honestly i'm not too afraid of it i don't think criticism is ever going to go away Mm. i think as long as there is experiences and as long as there is expression there will be criticism as long as there's criticism there will be criticism of the criticism and that's sort of the (laughs) the healthy cycle i mean um i uh, even though there is sort of like a a decline in criticism i don't think it's going anywhere and even if it's not going to be as uh like prevalent on your your like even if your your I don't know like your big name even if criticism or film criticism or whatever criticism in general that that you'd be consuming even if that's not in like your immediate attention it doesn't mean that it's disappearing and it doesn't mean there won't be an audience for it and it doesn't mean that it's uh like less important or or whatever um it's it, I should say it shouldn't be about like being, it's not like popularity it's not about a popularity contest, at least to me mm. I feel like my fear isn't I mean, I work for a school newspaper, <laughs> I get right. like probably a hundred views max on my articles I'm not scared about the views <laughs> it's not why I write I, I write for the big oracle dollars give me more oracle dollars <laughs> Um <laughs>
0: But <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were saying before, before we started recording, you were talking about the idea of like, this is my thought. Like, right. at, at the end of the day, I'm my audience writing this and I'm writing it so that I can start the conversation of right. discourse. It isn't necessarily, you're not coming from the school of thought of of critics and reviewers that say, I have to be the arbiter of what is <laughs> art and what is not art. But you are coming from the school of thought of, I'm somebody who's going to start a dialogue and who's going to talk about you know, these topics and these themes that are covered. And if you don't like it, that's great. Yeah. If you do like it, that's great. I'm not writing it to be popular or I'm not writing it to get a rise out of people. I'm writing it because it's my thoughts on the film. What
1: it comes down to really is if I have something I feel like isn't talked about enough or I feel like I don't hear about enough and I feel like uh, there should be more discussion about it, then I'll talk about it. I think that's my point.
0: I think that that's a really important thing is that so much of criticism, I guess, is authenticity. It can't be fake. And I think that that's, like you just said, that's your point more than anything else. Not necessarily, you know, your style is your style, my style is my style, Roger Ebert's style is Roger Ebert's style, Michael Riedel's style is right. Michael Riedel's style, but it's their style and it's their authenticity.
1: Right. I totally agree. And that's, That might not be the, my responses are are very brief, so that might not be exactly what you wanted to hear, but yes, that's my, I agree, is my answer.
0: Nice. Well, last question for you. It's obligatory, of course. What's your favorite film personally, and out of the ones that you've written about, done cultural critiques of, what's your favorite one that you've done?
1: My favorite movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, directed by... Michelle Gondry and written by Charlie Kaufman, who is my my favorite person in the world, and I love him so much. I wish he would marry me. I'll just say my favorite movie is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I'll say that.
0: And out of the films that you've done cultural critiques of, um, or critiques of in general, what what one do you think stands out as your, like, oh, this one?
1: Um, I think, well, just because every review I've done is, like, an improvement of the last. Like, the more you write, the more comfortable you get in your writing, and, like, the better you get. So... uh, I would say my favorite review that I've written so far is probably the lobster, just because it's like, again, one, it's, it's something that I feel like is going to connect with more people. And I think that I, uh, I articulated my ideas well enough that I'm comfortable with, with sharing it with people. And I also just think it's a really important sort of thing for people. It's, my goal was to provide sort of catharsis for people or like make them feel like they don't have to, to feel this anxiety or this, this fear. And if it connected with people, then that's awesome. And I already know it has connected with people. And just because of that, I, I, that's my
0: favorite. Great. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That's everything that I got. This episode of after deadline was produced and edited by myself, Jacob Alloy. Editorial advising was done by our editor-in-chief, Andrea Lindner. The music utilized in this episode is courtesy of Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Special thanks to Ethan Herman. If you would like to read any of Ethan's film reviews or any other a content, visit our website, hamlinoracle.com. After Deadline is a production of The Oracle, Hamlin University's independent student news publication.